Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Please be seated. Good morning. Well, today I have good news and I have some not so great news. Paul tells the Colossians that they need not forget that God has embraced them. He says, you are bearing fruit and amazing things are happening. The most important thing that you lead lives pleasing to him as you bear fruit and as you grow in the knowledge of God. This is happening in their midst because God has embraced them. They are being made strong and not with, or with strength that doesn't come from within, but from his glorious power. Something struck me reading this passage as I prepared for this morning, and I realized that I had never read it this way, and I love it because it is in the past tense. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Here's the good news. You ready? This has already taken place. I know. Yay. This isn't contingent on anything that they do. It is not contingent on anything they do. This isn't going to happen later. This has happened It happened for all of them on a hill outside of Jerusalem on Calvary. God rescued all of us and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Okay, so if you're anything like me, this may sound a little too good to be true. Perhaps you feel that you are stuck in a mess in your life or stuck in darkness Maybe you feel that you are continually in need of rescue. You are, and I am. But remember, we have been saved. We are being saved, and we will be saved. You need to know that you have already been brought into the kingdom of light. The darkness no longer has authority over you. Because you are a citizen of the kingdom of light. That's good news. Now I want to move on to this somewhat unfamiliar story in Luke's gospel. Okay, maybe not. I wasn't sure how that was going to land. But now I know. So here comes this lawyer. Right? We know that he is going to try and trap Jesus. Right? He asks him the question, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom? Jesus knows what he's doing and doesn't take the bait. And here's the thing. The question that the man asked Jesus is inherently flawed. And here's why. Because you don't do anything to inherit something. It is a gift from another. The inheritor 
is given something from another. So Jesus obviously recognizes this and doesn't give it the time of day. So he responds with a question, and he says, what it, well, you, you know what to do. What is you're supposed to do? And he answers him. So he proves even further that he was trying to trap him because he clearly knows the answer. And essentially, Jesus says to him, why don't you go do it then and take care of your neighbor? So here is this familiar story of the Good Samaritan. Jewish man, Samaritan caregiver. Now remember, the Samaritans were a despised group of people. The Jews despised them and would not interact with them. And here's where the not-so-good news comes in. It's not terrible, but it's not great. One thing to note in this story that I don't think we often do is to realize that you and I are the person in the ditch. Human beings tend to think that we are superior. And when we get knocked down, God comes to us in the person of the Samaritan. God comes to us in this despised, humiliated, crucified Jesus and saves us when we are at our weakest point. Now, we all know that we should be caring and kind and loving to others, and we need to care for those in need. However, you cannot care for someone from a true place of love or from a heart of flesh until you first see yourself as the person in the ditch. All of us are people in a ditch. We have all been overcome by things, and the thieves can be a myriad of different circumstances. Perhaps it is a sick child, a terrible job, Maybe you haven't fully recovered from the pandemic. Maybe you were sick and you're still not well. Maybe you're looking for a way out of an addiction. Or maybe you're just simply traumatized by everything that has been happening and it has crippled you. There are things that have overwhelmed us and left us for dead in that ditch. The point is that Jesus on the cross, and really no one wants to look there, right? But our salvation always comes from a place that we dare not want to look because the cross is an offensive place in our minds. But that is the gospel message. Here's where it starts to get good again. The Samaritan doesn't just bandage the man up with anything. He pours water and wine on him, symbols of his blood and of his spirit. The idea is that he is making this person whole again. And that is exactly what God does for us. The point is you can't go and do likewise. Because aren't we called to go and do likewise and care for others? We are called there, but until you see yourself as the one being saved by the Samaritan, you cannot perform that act. You can't be the Samaritan until you've been saved 
by the Samaritan. Because you can't be a saint in light until you have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness. And I think we all know that the kingdom of darkness would have saved the guy in the ditch in hope of some reward or out of an obligation to get that award. And guess what? We know the Samaritan asks for nothing. Simply cares for the man. You can't be the Samaritan until you know yourself as the man in the ditch being saved by the true Samaritan, the great physician Jesus the righteous. And once you have been saved, then you can begin to be a neighbor to someone else. Because I have been loved, I want to be a neighbor to others. I'll leave you with this. You are the one who needs help. You are the one who needs to be cared for because you are the person in the ditch. Amen. Thank you.